Welcome to the 100% New Mexico podcast with Dr. Catherine Ortega-Courtney and Dominic Capello, co-directors of the Anna Age 8 Institute. Today's topic is 10 Vital Surviving and Thriving Services. The five surviving services are the things that people truly do need to just get through the day. So we're talking food, housing, medical care, behavioral health care, and um, transportation to get to those services. What's interesting is um, in our work, most people think these things are readily available for everyone. And what we found is that that is just simply not true. And a lot of people who need access to things like food services can't get them. And when we ask the question of who's responsible for providing these types of survival services, the answer becomes even more complicated because no single entity is responsible for making sure that 100% of people have access to these services. So city governments might cover some of it. Um, County governments might help with some. State funds some things. And maybe foundations try to help fill in the gaps. But there's no single entity that's responsible for making sure that all of these services exist in a truly accessible way. We talked about the uh, five services for surviving. Um, when I was working with Catherine in child welfare, you know, we, we would learn a lot from our county managers when we would go out and talk and say, well, why, you know, when these kids were pulled, what was the problem? And, and the vast majority uh, uh, of the kids were brought into custody, not because of abuse, but because of neglect. And neglect had to do with, often, lack of vital services, and, and as a result of not having, la- ha- not having access to a service like medical care or dental care. So we learned a lot about our most vulnerable populations. Um, we've also learned a lot um, from our surveying of counties, and we've learned a lot since the pandemic. Uh, it's been interesting that since Um, We were told to go into social isolation, and of course, many people lost their jobs and many businesses appear to have gone out of business. Um, You know, we're all vulnerable. So these these survival services are just are are not just for what we what we might have called our most vulnerable populations. We're all vulnerable. We all will need medical care, you know, in a world where. Um, the next lethal virus may mean we need timely medical care immediately. Middle-class people may find that a challenge, and that will be quite shocking to them. So what we need to do is to talk about these services and um, not be pointing fingers at who, who delivers and who doesn't. Just have one entity that takes full responsibility. Uh, I you know, worked as a uh, big brother, the mentoring organization, and, and when Catherine and I were writing Anna A.J., I asked my uh, little brother's mother, who lives in what is considered a pretty well-resourced uh, city and county in New Mexico, uh, to what degree do you have access to these services for survival? And in general, uh, her response was, it's not very easy. It's not very easy. So between you know, qualitative data, we can talk to lots of people, and of course our survey. Um, Every county can know exactly where they're at, which the good news is guides us to what we need to fix. The five thriving services are what take us from surviving to thriving. So these are the kinds of things that can really push people to um, 
really thrive in school and jobs and have really healthy and happy lives. So those are things like parent supports, which would include home visiting, quality childcare, parenting classes, um, basically anything that would help parents get through the days and work. Um, so having after school programs so that parents can pick their kids up safely after they're done working through the day. Um, the other services include early childhood education programs. So that's, you know, pre-K, Head Start, that type of program. Community schools, which would include health clinics, behavioral health clinics, places for parents and children to get resources in the school where they feel comfortable and welcomed. Um, youth mentoring programs, so programs like Big Brothers and Big Sisters and job training and the important piece about the job training is it's job training that leads to actual jobs in the community so making sure that those programs are aligned with actual opportunities catherine and i are often on the road and 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 talking about these services but we have to reinforce that if we don't have the services for surviving in place people not, are not going to really be able to to do well uh thriving so so while thriving services have to be there, so do, so do the uh, services for survival. So, so when you think of the thriving services, think of them as, as, as built um, in alignment with the services for surviving. And this, this can be complicated and uh, it requires um, real thinking on a county level in terms of how you organize your work to first assess to see if these services exist, and then how you organize your 10 teams to make sure that gaps are fixed. And by fixing gaps, it could be a simple project that could take a few weeks. Maybe we change a protocol and suddenly a problem is solved by doing things slightly differently. Sometimes it means building a new school-based health center, which could take certainly a year or two or three. So as we think about thriving, think about think about the, the scale of projects that that feel doable in your community and acknowledge that you also will be communicating um, if you're working in one particular thriving area like community schools, you will be in touch with the other nine areas because in order for one thriving service to work, they actually they all, all ten actually work together. They're all interrelated. So it, 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 it's interesting, but ultimately, you know, we talk about surviving and thriving, but um, we really want 100% of every county resident to be in the thriving mode. That's, that's our ultimate goal. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Feel free to contact the Anna Age 8 Institute via email at annaage8 at nmsu.edu. To see a full list of available podcasts and to learn more about the 100% New Mexico Initiative, please go to 100nm.org. To learn more about the Anna Age 8 Institute, part of the New Mexico State University College of Agriculture, Consumer, and Environmental Sciences Cooperative Extension Service, please go to annaage8.nmsu.edu.